Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm your host, Ed, Ed Hubbard, Ed the Pagan, on this fine day. And we're going to be talking to my friend Lisa, uh, Lisa Cotton, who's been on our show before, and I want to make, uh, bring her on again. And uh, this is an early, uh, an earlier interview I did for her, with her, and I think that's important. I want to know that you're safe, you're sound, and everything else. Tell us what you want to hear. Uh, here at Pagan Tonight Radio, you can, you can email me at edthepagan.com. At thepagan at gmail dot com, and uh, and I love to would love to hear from you, and I think that's a very important thing. So uh, we're going to get started with our interview here right now. Hi, this is Ed the Pagan. I'm a little bit long with uh, Lisa Cotton once again, second time having her on the show, and I'm really grateful to be here. So we're going to start out. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Ed. And um, so last time we had you on the show, we were talking a lot about your glass blowing, yeah, and some of your relationships you've had in the community. And out out of there, so let's go ahead and kind of give everybody a recap. Lisa does a lot of work with basically glass, flame work, coaching. She gives out great advice. I do give advice. I do all those things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And as you know, last time we talked about about you know she makes those great. Beautiful orbs that you've been seeing, you know, the, you know the, those vortex walls and marbles. And marbles, and you can see it. Uh, the piece on TikTok uh, was making one of those things. So, yes, I really uh, I adore, adore her glass work, and you can find it on her Facebook page and her Instagram page. Yeah, uh, Lisa X Cotton. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to get that right away. But one of the things people were asking last time, she talked a lot about festival work, and then one of the great stories about how you help people at festivals. If I can. Right, and you've talked about the mud puddles. Oh, oh yeah, 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 mud puddles. And one of the things that people really found very interesting was the concept of basically the, of, of this idea of cooperative behavior. Okay. And they were really like, you know, like you were somebody, they called you kind of one person says, so you're kind of a dead mother or got a godmother of sorts. Oh, I do. Um mm-hmm. I, I, I do what I can for people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that kind of breeds... Uh, uh, you know, if you give help, people aren't are, are are willing to ask for it, and then it just kind of snowballs, and all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. you find yourself doing all kinds of stuff for all kinds of people, and that's um uh you know that's good and sometimes frustrating. I bet it is. <laughs> so we have a lot of people who say, oh, I I, I want to do a business, and they make you know soaps, incense, jewelry. We can go down the list. Yeah. And um, we've all been there. Yeah. And you've got some wonderful, if you ever go down and see her booth, she's got some wonderful uh, systems in her place. I, I love a lot of it. And I'm, I love it like uh, she has, she uses her space very well when she has the opportunity at festivals. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I need pretty much just one table. Mm-hmm. I can stand next to it or stand behind it. I have a couple, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I have a couple cases full of glass maybe or a couple small racks and a couple ring trays and Pretty much everything on the table I make myself, and that's just about all I need to to tell people, you know. Absolutely, and this is a successful, you know, been a successful business for you. I do pretty well. I mean, it's not, 
uh, the only thing, mm-hmm. I would have a real hard time making a living off just that, and that's the truth. I mean, I think some folks do it, uh, but they put a lot of work into it, years of work, uh, and and at a pretty steady pace. And I'd say that a lot of people that are really successful mm-hmm. in in uh, financially successful artists have a lot of uh, invisible people helping them in the background. It's almost always a partner, a spouse, sometimes parents, siblings, sometimes all of those. Mm-hmm. I mean that that it, you can do it yourself, mm-hmm. but it it takes a pretty it takes an effort, a, a true effort. I mean you you have to really. Work wow. hard, work constantly, and do uncomfortable things. Things that you there's going to be something that you don't like to do, and you're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either uh, you don't like the paperwork, you don't like doing the taxes, taking the photos, scheduling things, loading the car because you're doing it all. You know, get ready, push your sleeves up, and get mm-hmm. ready to do things. And so that's it. No, and it's great to have support. But there's, yeah, there's no substitute for hard work, and if, uh, right. if you can't get someone to help you, you might have to do it yourself. Absolutely. So in this, they're saying that they do Pagan Pride. They do two festivals. You know, they do Pagan Pride sure. Sunday in the spring and the fall, yeah. usually local. And they say, well, there's not a lot of stuff around us. Oh, uh, yeah, I understand that. I kind of have a mental circle, mm-hmm. really, of dis- a distance that I'm I'm comfortable in traveling. I'm going to say, you know, it's in the maybe... My comfort zone is like within 500 miles, but I'll go further if it's something new or interesting uh, or exceptional or, you know, I just, if I have a really good reason, meeting a friend or an invite or, I have, I'll I'll try all kinds of things if given the opportunity. So I think one of the things they they talk about, so so they do these two because they're, they're cheap. Yeah. And they're always afraid of the cost of festivals. That's one of the big things. And they ask, is it better to do multiple festivals or just pick, like, one festival to go to and try out? Cost is definitely a factor. Mm -hmm. Because I think that there's absolutely an entire industry of art fairs and festivals that only stay alive by fleecing the artists. Okay. They charge you too much for a booth. They charge you for everything. They know that you're not going to make your money back. They know that because they have an entirely new set of artists almost every year. So they're constantly selling the new artists to say, we're going to give you good representation. Uh, There's all kinds of of things that... that The best way to really research something is uh, there are a lot of forums now. There's... uh, Art Fair Insiders, so there's mm-hmm. there's websites with discussion forums, and you can literally look up the name of anything that you're interested in. You can mm-hmm. look it up by state. But I definitely look up artist reviews, because if people go to a stinker, they're happy to, to warn you about it. So if you do your research, mm-hmm. you know, if you do your research, you, you can kind of figure it out. So, I mean, you really there's, there's some work involved. I'd mm-hmm. say be entirely aware of the cost, you know. Uh, and start out small. There's nothing wrong with doing a few small local things to dip right. your toe in the water. You build a following. You get an idea of uh, what people like mm-hmm. and what what you what what does well mm-hmm. and what what you need to to function on a on a selling fr- you know a, a face-to-face sales basis mm-hmm. like that you know um, which is reasonably you need a, a good presentation and probably. 
the ability to accept a credit card. You know. So that's important in this day and age, isn't it? Nobody carries cash anywhere, not to a significant amount. People do, but you have to pry it out of them with a crowbar. Well, I mean, it's just easy. it's more convenient for people to be able to use. Right. It, 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 it's the way people people are used to purchasing. You have to people want to be comfortable when they buy it from you. Mm-hmm. It should be a, a a a pleasant experience, not a chore. I gotcha. Yeah. So that makes sense, and yeah. so you get all that. So, so it is that. There's a. I mean, it's it's surprisingly difficult to make a good schedule for yourself and things to to go to. Uh, I've been doing it for 25 years, and it's still a challenge each and every year. Mm-hmm. You have to really, you know, buckle down, apply to things, figure mm-hmm. out what you think's good, figure out what you want to spend, how far you want to drive, get the old calendar out. So I've seen a lot of events. So so. Pagan, pagan gatherings. Yeah. One of our probably one of my biggest, one of the hardest ones to do, and you and a lot of people. Let me go ahead and be honest. I talked to a lot of friends and a, a lot of merchants. It's almost everybody goes because they love to go, but a lot of merchants really don't make their nut back on this. It's more it becomes more of a vacation that you have that you have, a, that you have a, a booth that you have people hang out at. Sure, I think that's 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 all right too. It is, and then, but be aware that that go I go into it with your eyes open. I mean, right? Starwood, PSG, some of these bigger pagan festivals really don't. They, you know, it is it. And what I've discovered, one of the things is sometimes it's smaller events are better. You know, that they do. You know, where there's more of a, uh, of, a of a smaller. You know, where you are more unique. I I, I like I like to think I like to look for things that have mm-hmm. less people selling. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're one of a, a small number. Pretty much everyone's going to come and take a look at what you have. If, if it's interesting and you're personable, you're probably going to get some kind of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good way to do it. You know, if you're going to go to something larger, really, uh, the, the literally the number of people that are going to walk by your table mm-hmm. makes a difference. Uh, uh, you're going to do better at an event with one million people than you're going to do at one with 10,000 people. I mean, you know... When you say it out loud, that makes sense, but um, a lot of people think, oh, I have 400 or 500 people attending. That sounds like a lot. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. not. No. Um, like one of the places that do make money is St. Louis Pig and Picnic, and they have over five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people come through. And people that are there, it, it's, a day, it's a one day? Two days. Two days. Okay, so people that it, – it's established – it's in it's, it's, 27 years, 28 it's, years. It's established and it's thriving. Mm-hmm. So, um, sure. Something like that, but but you you have your festivals, and I want to yeah. You know, so where so where are some of the festivals you're going to be this year that you like? Oh, I'm going to be at Terrapin Hill Farm in Kentucky. Wow. Which is a great uh, venue. It's bluegrass and mm-hmm. um, families and. Uh, it, 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 I just really like the music and the atmosphere and the mm-hmm. vibe and the, the drive-in. Kentucky's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just, I just like like everything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'm going to be at a series of things called Hippie Fest, mm-hmm. which is a little more commercial, but it really brings um, the mm-hmm. circus. It brings the circus to town for a lot of people in smaller towns. So I'm going to be at a couple of those in Michigan and Indiana and Ohio. Uh, and they're kind of fun. It's like a one-day thing, and there's a, you know, they pop up at the fairgrounds, and there's music and events and people selling stuff, and it's, um, it's just kind of a 
Mm-hmm. They're fun one day thing, and they have a little series of them, and they're mm-hmm. little, little kids go to them, and adults and grannies, and it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, uh, it's kind of piecemeal. I need to I need to kind of work on my schedule as mm-hmm. always a challenge. I do things uh, kind of as I'm going along mm-hmm. sometimes. So. So basically, so you, so one of the things I was meant, I, I really, when I talk about you, once my friends, I say I have, a, I have this friend who does this work and is amazing and, and best friends have uh, been for, for a long time. Um, we've seen our kids grow up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that you've been a person of incredible uh, straightforwardness. You're a Chicagoan. And one of the things people don't understand about Chicago is that you just handle things. You know, we have a motto, actually, so this is kind of an inside look of, of avoid the chair, you know, yeah. a little bit, huh? Okay. I, I mean, sit, keep moving, keep moving forward. We do avoid the chair. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I do keep keep moving. I mean, one foot in front of the, the other. other. If Absolutely. You, if you'd like to get something done, you ought to keep moving. I, I do like to... And that's how you get through these festivals, and that's because you move a lot. So people don't understand you have you do a lot of physical activity. Moving and doing these festivals is actually a physical thing. I do like to keep moving. I mean, when I'm flame working, I'm standing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm at the fest, I'm I'm loading and unloading. Mm-hmm. I'm sta- I don't like to sit down. I like to stand up to talk people to people whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like to keep it moving. Right. In general, although I've had some, you know, some aches and pains. All right, we all and we all do. And anyone wants to send Lisa some Reiki, she's always open to that. I am absolutely, and uh, and that sort of thing. But this, this is one of the things that I've noticed. So a lot of you, I, so as I've said before, you, you you're tapping into so so um, Lisa's a modern elder by this new definition I've been finding, and that means somebody who isn't quite you don't think of in the old way of just being this fountain of youth, but more of a modern elder is more of a coach. Uh, more of you know willing to help people, but less willing to tell them what to do. Hmm? I do like to help people to make good choices on their own. Right, and that's called the modern elder. Okay, I mean I think you can suggest mm-hmm. things that might be helpful, or you can relate experiences that you've had, mm-hmm. things that you've done, or mistakes that you've made. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like to tell people what to do. I'd rather lead them to the trough. Right, let them be their own creative person. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. But you, you, you often say, "I would rethink that rope." So, so Lisa would never come up and say, "You should change your rope." She would go, "I might rethink the ropes that you're doing. There might be a better way." Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'd rather ask a question. I mean, I, I don't like to. I guess I'm kind of non-confrontational like mm-hmm. that, or you know, passive-aggressive, or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy telling people what to do. I, I, I don't. I feel like there are so many ways to do things. You ought mm-hmm. to just do it the way it works for you. But sometimes I think that. Uh, I also don't like to see people suffer unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, if I can help in some way, I'm happy to. Because you, because your job in life has been to keep a house and a home for you, and your family. Oh, it's true. I mean, and one of my many jobs in life is to keep everything. I mean, I kind of feel like I've always had that sense that life is kind of a clock. needs to be wound daily. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that need to be done. You know, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy uh, doing the everyday stuff. I, I really do like to get up and make the bed mm-hmm. and have something to do and have my coffee and, 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 and 
make a plan for the day. I think, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my little motto on my desk is every day I'm hustling. Uh, and I am. I like to, I like to. I like to move forward and have something to do every day. Uh, it's. Mhm. Mm it it it, help, it helps me out. You know. I don't. I, it links back to I don't like to really stand still. Mhm. Mm I'd rather. Would rather you keep it going. Yeah. So in that, so a lot of young ladies, and I'm particular about young ladies, and I've gotten, and I've listened to all of you. My my find the women of it on here. I've been learning about all sorts of little things that I say that are, I'm really having to learn a new language. And it's, uh, and it's very interesting about how to speak about women and let women speak their own mind. Um, and I've always said one of the biggest influences in, in my ability to talk with women is my relationship with you. Oh, okay. Because we've always had a, a parental, kind of like we're both parents, we're kind of friends. We've been really kind of just sort of this sort of... Oh, come in. Let me get it. It's locked. There it is. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from the beautiful internet. And I'm proud to announce our Halloween Psychic Fair for the entire month of October, from October 1st through October 31st. You can get world-class readings online. Readings begin at $25 at HalloweenPsychicFair.com. Still accepting applications for readers and vendors. HalloweenPsychicFair.com. And uh, we were listening to Lisa Cotton, and we're in, uh, halfway through the interview. And she had a knock at her door that time, and, uh, and we took a moment break. But now we're going to get back to it. I want to mention the fact that we are going to be doing a lot more shows here in an upcoming show. So let us know what you want to hear about. Uh, with the upcoming psychic care that you just heard about, we are really excited to be able to bring on more information. Plus, we have Elder Talk, which you've heard, seen. And what else can you be wanting to hear and listen to? But here we go and continue on with our interview. And we're back. Um, thank you for uh, supporting our sponsors. <laughs> And uh, so we, right before we took the break, we were starting to talk about the idea of young women who want to really start businesses. They, they want independence because you're an independent. If you've been anything, you've been an independent as much as you can be an independent woman. I, I haven't had a, jo a job with a paycheck in mm -hmm. 25 years probably. And also that you've been able to make your income. You make a living. I mean, you support, and you support family and, and things like that. I do all kinds of crazy stuff, though, all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know... I, I have the the building, which really helps me. It's a stable base, mm -hmm. so I, you know, it really helps that I don't have to pay for my mm -hmm. my housing that falls under the the umbrella of the building. Uh, and then just various various money making streams. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're you're always kind of constantly looking for stuff and kind of selling stuff and flipping stuff and doing things and trying things and. Just kind of anything that comes along, I'm usually open to different ways to make money. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared to try things that uh, seem unconventional or might uh, make me uncomfortable. I really, if I think I can make money at it and I, and I think it's feasible and good and worthwhile, I'll, I'll try it. I'll give it a whirl. That's true. We had a good moment on eBay. It was a while ago, but we, had, sure. we had a really good run on eBay because you were, you were pretty fearless about that. Once you figured it out, you were off to the races. Oh, yeah, no problem. I can sell anything... Cars, equipment that I don't know what it is, everything. I, I feel like 
selling things is not a problem. So you're a saleswoman. I don't I don't know. I feel like mostly if someone wants something, the item just sells itself. Okay. If you give an appropriate description and a good item at the right the, mm-hmm. at the right price. I believe in research. Mhm. And good presentation. So I think that's one of the things that, that a lot of people just don't understand. They they make this sort of a emotional decisions. I find these hundred bars of soap and I'm buying them at a dollar a piece and I think I can sell them at two dollars. Oh, really? I mean, I've seen people. <laughs> call, yeah, absolutely. I'm skeptical of your imaginary deal. I, I, I'd want to research it already. Yeah. Right, absolutely. But you know, but I've seen people make those sort of passion plays. I've made those passion plays of, of oh, going. Oh gosh, soap seems like a hard sell. I've actually seen that. It was the idea that the guy thought it was a dollar soap and, it was, and he brought it into his store. It was Ron, uh, Ron Lojack. Okay. Uh, uh, Light of the Moon. Okay. And he thought it would made a really good deal by him. This was like uh, 96, 97. Well, you're not going to get rich off the dollar bar of soap. I suppose you might make money and you'll probably break even. Well, he raised them to $3. Super. And it took him like two years to sell all of it. I was it. just going to say it takes a moment to get your gravy back on that. Yeah. And sometimes things get a little, items can get a little stale. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of get bounced around or they just don't look as fresh or it's mm-hmm. not as appealing. And do you really have three years to sell a bar of soap for heaven's sakes? And the reason he did it, and he, he did this all the time. This is what his shop ran on. So his staff had to learn to sell whatever, as a manager of a store, whatever he brought in the door, you had to figure out how to sell. Sure. Because he was always a passion. He'd buy, you know. I understand. Is that a good business plan? I don't know. Is it the, wasn't. Is the store still open? No. 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 Actually, no. That was a very interesting thing. So, so, so that is a bit of magical Christian. Uh, so, Ron Lochek, Jenna Paris gave him a reading. Says this new shop that you're opening, you're going to sell it for two million dollars. Cool. And and then you go, okay. Well, I can't imagine doing that. So he opened the shop. Had about three years, and it's right across the street from the big hot where now is was the jewel and all the big things over. They wanted to come over and buy it, and he said you can buy it for $2 million, and they handed him a $2 million check. Well, that that works out. I think that's actually the traditional way mm-hmm. that people make money uh, having a storefront, mm-hmm. which is you, it's the traditional way to do it. You buy, in, especially kind of, I think especially here in Chicago, you would buy mm-hmm. the, your two flat. You would run your marginal business out of the first floor. You would live on the second floor. You would kind of pay for everything and go along and raise your family or do whatever it is that you do on a day-to-day basis and do all right, maybe not rich, but hopefully okay, maybe right. maybe prosper depending on, on your skill level. He was able to keep his staff there. There you go. So probably pretty well. And then at the end, your real good money, your like retirement nut is mm-hmm. you sell the business. I think this is a very traditional model. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was it. Yeah, so that's, you know, for people who build storefronts, not viable now, I don't not, think really. But unless you're buying the building, I mean that's what it, that's the only. But it's not. And if you if you are, is that what you'd be doing with that money? So I still sure. still a lot of people are opening storefronts. It's still a big thing. They're still trying to build this. Oh, that's fantastic. But um, I'm telling you, we have to have an internet presence. I I don't think I would want to be married to that one spot. Turns out this this house I live in so is you, the spot I'm married to. So so one of your great strengths, I think, is that you're always confident. I think that no matter what happens, you've got an ideology, and that because of that, you've really flowed. I mean, you've done eBay, you've done Etsy, you've done all of these different, and you do these things from time to time to sell your art and product and your garage sailing and sure, all kinds of stuff. Gosh, um, what haven't I sold, and what where haven't I gone? You've sold cars. Sure, I've, we've had I, dozens of cars and all kinds of just odds. And you had a BMW once, didn't you? 
Yes, it was a horrible automobile. Sold <laughs> it an awful lemon of an auto. I mean, you know, I didn't. <coughs> I'm not proud that I sold that car, but I sold it. Yeah. You know. Well, that should be. I always think that's always like a prestige piece. But 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 the things you do do is, I mean, you your garage sale. You you find things that are. You find things that are at one value where people may not realize the value, and you're good at finding an increase in value. You, you have a pretty good eye for that. I try to not do things unless I can at least double my money. That seems to be the formula that works for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to buy something, I'd like to double my money, no matter what type of a commodity it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes... It's things I make. I make a lot of the things I sell myself. So that helps with that. I think that helps a ton. I mean, I do the garage sale thing less mm -hmm. uh, because I think people are more aware and they're able to just sell their things themselves for, for, for what they're worth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. People are, are, ready, are ready and able to do their own research. That was just kind of a little niche. So that's why I don't do eBay anymore is because there's so many people out there who are doing it, and it's really tough. Well, it's uh, uh it, it is. It's 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 more of a marketplace for people to sell their own things mm -hmm. than a place to to make money at this point. I think, unless you're really a, a true professional with just oh. a, a massive stream of things. Right, and 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 I still think people can, but 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 for this side hustle thing, it works. It can work. If you do that combined with a lot of things, anything mm -hmm. can work for you. You're going to figure out what you get a return a return on for your time. So how do you figure out, you know, where do you, how do you figure out how you invest your time? Um, you know, my, my, uh, priorities have changed on that too. I spend, uh, I spend more time doing things that I enjoy now mm -hmm. than I used to. And I don't know if that is a return financially. And I do spend more time connecting with people. And it seems like, uh, Good things come at you, including good financial things. Mm -hmm. So making um, good life decisions seems to just kind of good financial stuff seems to naturally follow it. Mm -hmm. So I try to 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 to, to do good things mm -hmm. and act right, and uh, it seems that I, you know, people want to help me. And people love giving you hugs. They do love giving me hugs, and uh, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people told me they love me today, and you know phone calls and texts and in person and that's really gratifying mm -hmm. and people support me financially they want me to do well and they like to buy things from me and spend money with me and support me in all kinds of different ways and you know I think that's just the kind of thing there's uh, there's no substitute for um, mm. for acting right you know if you, if you if you if you treat people well they 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 want to do the same for you, mm -hmm. and that seems to be just about the best business strategy. Okay, you know, was be be a good person and good things will happen to you. Absolutely, it's a life strategy. It's a business strategy too. I mean, it's not a popular one always in this day and age, but I think it's still mm -hmm. quite sound and quite valid. And and from this, you've had so so the last question I think that I, I want to ask in this in the cycle is: Are you happy? Oh, I'm so happy. That's a big thing, isn't it? It is. Because I think that's one of the things, if anyone's asked me, why have I been interviewing all the people I've interviewed this week? All of them because you're all happy what you're doing. Oh, I'm doing really well. I'm happy. Uh, you know, I'm happy in most of the areas of my life. I mean, I don't think anything's ever perfect, but wow, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a great place. Uh, and I feel like... Uh, 
Uh, it's so gosh darn corny, but I do believe in the good things to come. Mm-hmm. You know, just because so many good things have been happening to me. It's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I have a good, happy family life and uh, professional. And mm-hmm. Things have been going well financially. Although they, none of these things happen on their own. I've spent time uh, working on all these things, on all these areas of my life, and it's just kind of gradually paid off, just like anything else. I think I'm in the best... Uh, place I've been since I was a little kid. And you still, you're young. I mean, we got another 20 years at this stuff. Oh, I think so. I mean, I feel super. I do uh, feel a sense of childlike wonder every each and every day. Absolutely. Really nice. I feel like, oh, I wake up renewed and eager for the next day. And that's that is that's the real movement. So if you're not moving towards that as a young woman, find ways of doing it. And there's lots and lots of different ways of doing that. Try anything and everything. It does not matter what. Try anything that 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 sounds good to you. Don't don't listen to other folks. Just do what works for you. I mean, t- you you can consider the advice of others, but make your own judgments. You know, if I didn't listen to everybody else's advice, you know what I'd be doing today? I don't. I'd be a professional dungeon master. Ooh. And that's a real thing now. Wow. The radio it is. People are getting paid to run Dungeons and Masters game. Why aren't you doing that, Ed? Because I'm out of practice. I'm old. I didn't, oh, I didn't, man. I, I didn't, I didn't no do it. It's excuse, is it? It is, because it's an obsessive-compulsive obsessive disorder for me. Oh, sure. Once I started playing. But I didn't play until I was 32 years old. But, it, but people always kind of judged you and things like that. And today it's like a big thing. Yeah, so people, people ask me, and, I, I've, and I've always, but obviously I'm doing pretty well. With, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with my look at, you know, this sort of idea of creating leadership, and I've had an impact, I mean, on that. And you're one of the people who've had an impact as well. Oh, I don't think of myself like that at all. I know so you I don't. kind of think of myself as someone in the background that people don't really notice or pay attention to too much. So you're a person that people love. That's the biggest thing. Oh, well, thanks. That's good to, good to Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And so, so this very last piece, yeah. one is how people contact you, and how can we help you? Oh, uh, you can contact me... Uh, through my Instagram, mm-hmm. Lisa X Cotton, uh, on Instagram, or you can email me if you want, Lisa Cotton one one eight at gmail dot com. And how can you help me? Uh, gosh, any way you want. I don't know. You can uh, connect with me, and we can talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Absolutely, and so you can take a look at her stuff. You can ask her questions. Oh, by all means, you know I like to ha- talk to people, and I like to have guests over in the shop for flame working. Mm-hmm. People are curious. I'm pretty, pretty relaxed. I really love meeting people. And so with that, we'll be back uh, again. I think we're going to have another conversation, but I really appreciate this. Oh, thanks, Ed. I love talking to you. And so, uh, so we'll be back, and um, and I will give you a final message after this announcement. And that was an interview with Lisa Cotton. And so, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I I think it's very important. And I think that we are are so excited for our show. Um, And we'll be back with more information, more of that. We've kind of taken the COVID uh, period of time. We've taken, reanalyzed. We'll be back with a lot more information. So here we go. And uh, thank you for being with us today. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 